Ozzie Mark podcast show, reading from a book by Geraldine St. Joseph. What paranormal activity, what are you dealing with? What is it all about, this psychic world? Who, being what I am, I often sorted with urgent questions. Am I crazy? What is happening to me? There have been quite a few times when I've urged people to look to, to seek medical help. More often than not, some therapy with the right precision is amazing. I always tell a person to try to find someone who is understanding, open and compassionate. You need to find someone you are comfortable with. I prefer the currencies of United Churches, as they typically have a broader knowledge of the spiritual than most circular therapists. That being said, we live in a time when the veil that separates dimensions is being quite thin, becoming quite thin. You may have heard the expression the veil between heaven and earth, which is the veil which we speak. Why is it thinning? From what, what I understand, the dimensions are converging. Eventually we all again collapse into all that is. No need to worry about that now. Nothing you could do or would even want to do about it. How do I know about this is happening? I'm a scientist at heart. So much of what I know is through observation, direct experience, experimentation, and asking the right beings the right questions. The term veil is actually a misnomer. However, it's used almost as a university for the sake of brevity. We use it here. The most important intelligence that we deal with on a daily basis is the universe. All that is, a source, God, or what I like to throw at this being, spirit. When I refer to a spirit, with a capital S, it is God to whom I refer. My experience of God is pure, unconditional love flowing through me and through all creation. God is all things and all things is is all things. Jesus and many prophets came to teach us how to experience the God of Venus. I've studied several sacred texts, most extensively a Bible was raised a Catholic. The same basic meshes is everywhere. But there's another discussion I experience as for another discussion, I experience spirit as an essence. I hear its voice and consistently feel its presence. Everyone is capable of experiencing this. I can teach you how but this is not this book. I don't want to be too complicated. I just want to let you know that as it occurs, even those who consider themselves to have no sensitivity will experience bits that of the other side. I've been teaching people about beings who share our world, but not to adventure since I was a child. I was born with this close connection and tied to the spirit. This relationship has developed over time, like like any family relationship or close friendship. Some people are using the term spirits to encompass all physical being, non-physical beings. I won't do that. I can see such broad terminology somewhat demeaning. We're all animals, but such species is unique and deserve to be quite acknowledged for its individuality. Same is applicable to the unseen world. The term spirit with a small s refers to people and other three-dimensional living things that have crossed over into the God's head. A spirit is fully actualised entity that no longer has hang-ups. 
it has, has as physical beings. As a spirit of consciousness can multiplicate, can see possible futures, and can assist in guiding you to some fruitful potential. They are more control over the appearance, and many appear to have those who knew them as being healthy and happy regardless of their manner of death. Manner of death. For what I can see in my experience is working with young children. Everyone is born with an awareness of spirit. As we grow up, we rely on our parents and other adults. The information that is awareness is taught out of us. One of the worst injustices we impart on our children is to the risk of their fears. We lie to them and tell them that monsters don't exist. But even we don't believe in the other side. Even if we don't believe in demons or fallen angels, there are monsters. They may be human. In the field of metaphysics, there's no reason consciousness of terminology. What I mean is that every person uses the same terms in a slightly different way. So when you're speaking to a practitioner, they should be able to give you the definition of their terms. If they can't, they they may be experienced of just simply education themselves. I'd like to educate you about angels, spirits, ghosts and demons, which I've experienced, and what terms mean in a more detailed explanation than you will see for most people. Many psychics and mediums don't have experiences with multiple types of entities or don't realise that when they do, discernment is one of the spiritual gifts listed in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 12 I believe it is a gift that it can be learned. Let's see if I'm right, or maybe not. I know that the safest thing to do proceed as you own risk. Note: Throughout the book, you'll be present, present with, presented with Bible quotes. If you're not Judo Christian in background, feel free to skip them. The quotes are used for enrichment, so that exclusion does not detract from the information given. I do not assess that everything in the Bible do not assess that everything in the Bible inspired, but I feel the most of it was. There's quite a good bit of spiritual information that can be obtained from reading the Bible books in their entirety instead of just hearing quotes taken out of context. I suggest that entire passages you suggest reading entire passages or something else or anyone else quote you to give you a better understanding of the meaning. Reading the Bible with awareness is the key to understanding the true message. When you read the Bible, you'll find it contradicts itself many times. There are two reasons for this I, may, I can discern. First is that some of the information, laws, advice, etc. is meant for a specific time period or situation. A simple occurrence is the fact that it found in the Quran in their war passages versus the peace passages. More verses were written in response to a very specific situation. Prophets were experiencing at the time. The second reason for these dis 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 discretions at the introductions of another voice is the introduction of another voice, an uninspired voice. So when the tone of passage suddenly changes, take note, open your heart to the spirit so that you can stern the imposter. I prefer to use the Amplified Bible for my quotes because I find it easier to read. The multiple imperto Im interpretations are given 
or words and can be interpreted in various ways. This gives you the ability to read the story in context and decide which interpretations is more relevant. 12. Now being about the spiritual gifts, the spiritual endowments of supernatural energy. Brethren, I do not want you to be misinformed. Now, now there are distinctive variations and distributions of endowments, gifts, extraordinary powers. This has seen certain Christians due to the power of divine grace operating in the soul or the Holy Spirit. They vary, but the Holy Spirit remains the same. There are distant, distinct varieties of service and misadministration, but it's the, it is the same Lord who is served. There are distinctive variations of operation of working to accomplish things, but it's the same God who inspires and energizes them all. But to teach one is to give them an affection of the Holy Spirit and evidence of spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. To give to one given in and through the Holy Spirit the elder power to speak, a message of wisdom, and the other the power of expression, a word of knowledge, and one understanding according to the same Holy Spirit to another wonder, wonder, wonder working faith by the same Holy Spirit to another it's another strongly powers of healing by one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophetic prophetic insight the gift of interpreting the divine purpose to another the ability to concern and distinguish between the ultimates of true spirits and false ones to another variation kinds unknown tongues to another the ability to interpret such tongues all these gifts, achievements, abilities are inspired and brought by the best of one and the same Holy Spirit who appropriates each other, each person individually exactly as he chooses. I Corinthians 12. A ghost, a haunting, an emotional imprint, or a poltergeist. What is happening here? I thought I was in a quiet neighbourhood. Every night at 3am, you wake up at the sound of music, followed by the sounds of heated argument. First half dozen times you flew out of bed, checked at the house, yelled at the neighbours, only to realise the sound was coming from where? You might be able to see it, or just collect a glimpse from the corner of your eye. What are you dealing with? I want to begin to explain certain phenomena that does not have consciousness. Not having consciousness means it cannot interact with you or its environment. The first phenomenon is what is called an emotional imprint. An emotional imprint is created when an emotionally charged event takes place in the space. This can be accomplished by a singular impression being left in multiple, t- multiple times in the same area over a long period of time, such as a slaughterhouse or wedding chapel hospital, or maybe the imprint of one major event, such as a battle or suicide, mass murder-suicide. Places like Gettysburg or Vallage Falls have emotional imprints from the battles and torment of the men who fought and died. There, in Philadelphia, you sometimes see glimpses of Ben Franklin hurrying around the centre. Emotional imprints are still are like stubborn stains on energy. They tend to hang around. They are very difficult to move. The most noticeable emotional imprints are comprised of Intense negative emotions like rage, fear and sorrow are sometimes confused with ghosts haunting. Emotional imprints you can you always aren't always negative however. 
You can be formed in by intense love, loyalty, joy, devotion also. You don't tend to notice these quite so much. When, however, you need, how have you been in a place where you feel really happy or peaceful? Maybe a wedding chapel or a room in a house somewhere, somewhere that people experience joy on a regular basis. This is an emotional imprint. Sometimes these emotional imprints play like a movie. They repeat a slice of life. These often can be heard at times that can be seen. Players in these scenes cannot interact with their current surroundings since this is just an alter image that holds those consciousness. It seems like Every time you have an argument with <coughs> a teen, something breaks, you know, that, that, if not, they throw stuff on something you can put your finger on. But something always breaks, pictures fly off the wall. It's stereo, I, I don't even exist anymore. It starts to go crazy, Gla glasses crack. Inside a cabinet, what are you dealing with? A second phenomenon is photographs of activity. A photograph is a noisy ghost. This is, of course, a misnomer, since the photographs is seldom found to be conscious ghosts. Though eventual ghosts can become rather ambitious, can be noisy, it's seldom the case. Most photographs activity is actually attributed to excessive energetic. This is often a very hormonal individual, such as a teen, in the centre of photograph activity. We do not know the full capabilities of our brains. As our brains develop, there are times we move, we have excessive energy, often caused by harmonious shifts and intense emotions. Most particularized activity resolves over time. Many years ago, I had a family come to me who had a problem with things flying off the wall, off shelves when there was a family dispute. It didn't seem to matter who was arguing. They thought it was the house that was, that was living in was haunted, so he moved. Moving did not solve the issue. In fact, it was getting worse. He investigated the house and met the entire family. I sensed no outside entity, but I did feel a great deal of power. I've interviewed each family member and eventually figured out that the young son was a common denominator. He did not like it when they, they, any fighting. It caused him to become very angry. Even as we spoke, he began building energy around him. I want this to his awareness. He was under ten years old, but he understood. He practiced feeling his energy and holding it in the contained field so he didn't cause any damage. I suggested him lead learn a very variety of breathing methods such as meditation, game rightwards, deep breathing, etc. But most part of part of the paralyticity stopped until the boy hit full poverty. Being aware of his energetic field allowed the boy to have more control over the events that occurred during his emotions, and thus allowed him to live more normally. Though both of these phenomena can be noisy, photosensitivity can be, cannot actually disturb physical objects, they are, where an emotional infant cannot. Another way to discern between these two types of activity is frequency of the disturbance. Emotional imprint is lingering feeling is there all the time when it plays at random slices of life of great emotional intensity. It tends to happen consistently, same time, 
same day of every year, for example, in contrast, particular conservativity is more often sporadic and unpredictable. There are many f- other definitions of photographivity. Some use the term to simply explain any c- noisy commotion or physical evidence of the paranormal, like moving objects, cabinets and windows, openings and closings. The term f- photographs is sometimes used as an adaptive to describe a type of activity, noisy with movement, or as opposed to using the term to describe a source of common emotion, commotion, since this book is most about discernment and heavy activity, like these mentioned above, all indicated or particular entities, we use the definition of protocols of activity or unconscious phenomenon.